Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Welcome to Life Point. I'm Pastor Tom Doherty, and today Max Buchanan will be your host, and he is associate pastor of the Cloverdale Church of God, and I am glad that he's filling in for me for a little bit, and Lord bless you as you listen to Pastor Max Buchanan. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Life Point. What a week it has been. We've been in John chapter 5. Today, as we start out, we're going to be in verse 16. So if you have your Bible, go ahead and open to John chapter 5, verse 16. Let's go to our Lord in prayer before we start this. Lord, we believe in your authority. We believe that you are God, that you came as flesh, you dwelt among us, that you save us from our sins, Lord. We profess that this morning. We love you. We want to see you continue to work. And we want to be a part of what you're doing as we are here on earth, Lord. Let your kingdom come, as you say in the Lord's Prayer. Lord, as we look at Scripture and what you've said, that the meek will inherit the earth, and as N.T. Wright even kind of explains that in the midst of war, the church builds the hospital, Lord. We pray that we're that kind of people, that we'd love you, and that we would continue to praise you, Lord. In your precious name, amen. Well, as I am recording this show for uh, this Thursday that we are on today, I'm actually currently in Los Angeles. Not right now when I'm recording this, but when this comes out, I'm in Los Angeles uh, working at Union Rescue Mission with a group of teenagers from our church, Cloverdale Church of God. And uh, last time that we went down there, it was such a remarkable experience in, in my life. We were able to do a VBS for the kids and just so many things happened that, uh, you know, just change and deepen my faith, even as the, the youth pastor at that time and not even a, you know, a student or anything like that. But God just came in such a powerful way and showed us, you know, what service was all about and how really when he tells us to go serve people, let's go serve people. And so we're heading back down there and we're going to be working in the kitchen and, and different things like that. But I just want you guys on this Thursday to just uh, pray for this group that's down there uh, with me, be praying for us as well, the leaders and such um, that we just continue to minister that God would continue to be in the forefront of what we're doing. Union rescue mission is a Christian rescue mission. People do hear the gospel. So just pray that the people there would have open you know, ears as they step into the recovery programs and uh, the different things that they offer there. So pray with us. And uh, maybe next time I'm on the radio, I'll have some stories about what God continued to do on this trip and how we were able to come in and do some cool stuff. So um, yeah, grateful for your prayers. And uh, yeah, it's going to be one wild ride. I'm recording this right now and I'll be leaving in a few days. So I'm not actually on the trip right now, like I said before. But yeah, it'll be interesting. A 15-hour drive with a van full of kids should be pretty crazy. We have 20 kids going, five adults. So be praying for everybody's sanity, but it should be a cool time. Thanks for praying along with us. Let's go ahead and jump into the text this morning, John chapter 5. We're going to be in verse 16. It says, So because Jesus was doing these things on the Sabbath, the Jewish leaders began to persecute him. In his defense, Jesus said to them, My father is always at his work to this very day. 
and I, too, am working. For this reason, they tried all the more to kill him. Not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal to God. So this is really becomes an intense portion of scripture. So if you weren't able to join us for the past few messages, we talked about this man who was lame for 38 years that was hanging out by this pool of Bethsaida that was rumored that when the water stirred, if you just got in it, you would be healed. And as he's hanging around, Jesus asks if he wants to be healed. He's like, of course I do. Every time I pick up my mat and try to get in there, or every time I try to go get in the pool, and he starts you know, rifling off this reason for why he's not healed. And Jesus says, pick up your mat and walk. And so this guy picks up his mat and walk. The Pharisees come out. It's the Sabbath. And they say, what are you doing? You can't walk with your mat. He says, the guy who healed me told me I could. They say, who is it? He goes, I don't know. He slipped into the crowd. Jesus comes back and visits him. Says that he's Jesus. Tells him to sin no more. Tells him about his spiritual condition, right? Sin no more. Something worse will happen to you. You'll die in your sin. And this man, again, we were talking about how the culture was so inundated by these Jewish leaders and they had so much authority. Instead of looking to God in flesh, he runs to the religious leaders, the Jewish leaders, and tells them that it was Jesus that made him well. That's the amount of pressure he felt to do this. So now Jesus is going to have a run in with the Pharisees. So because Jesus was doing these things on the Sabbath, the Jewish leaders began to persecute him. In his defense, Jesus said to them, my father is always at his work to this very day. And I too am working. So we read this and we talk about the father, the son, and the Holy Spirit all the time. We live in a Christian church culture a lot of us you know and if not you're listening to the christian radio so you probably know a thing or two have heard this expression we're not you know scared by the trinity or you have to remember this is a jewish culture that they're in and these are religious leaders so when jesus shows up and he says hey i'm doing the work of my father this is blasphemous to them again like it says he's making himself equal to god he's saying that he is god that God is his father and that he is the son. Again, when you read scripture, it shows us this. They knew a Messiah was coming, but in their mind and the culture that they, they made is that this Messiah was going to come, is going to overthrow Rome. All would be good. It would establish this Jewish nation. Again, when you read about the end times, when you get into the book of Revelation, right? That's why the Antichrist is so appealing to the Jewish people is because he's doing what essentially they expect the Messiah to do. There's coming in, there's a peace treaty. There's all the stuff with the temple Mount. Like they're sitting back and going, okay, here's this person who's restoring peace. And and again, they, they, they fall for it, right? Until it gets in there. And then we know that the Jewish people are the 144,000 that are left to evangelize the earth and so on. And we're not going to, you know, get into super heavy end times, Doctrine, but I'm just saying that's what they're looking for is, is, is this guy to set up shop here on earth and, and that's it. And Jesus comes and he's like, I'm talking about a, you know, a heavenly kingdom and I'm talking about how I am God and I'm talking about how you know God is my father and I am the son. And it would have just been like, like they said, they just were like, okay, now we have to kill this guy. He's just going absolutely crazy. Again, the Bible gives us all the evidence starting, starting Genesis. 
Let's make man in our own image. Then you get this 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 person of Christ, you know, foreshadowed in all over the Old Testament when we when we look at it. Genesis three at the time of the fall. There's gonna be one that does war against the snake, he'll bite its heel, but he'll crush its head. Satan's going to come in. It's going to look like he won, but Jesus is going to be there to snuff him out for good. Get to Revelation. That's exactly what it says is going to happen. You look at the story of the crucifixion. That's exactly what does happen. Jesus hangs on that cross. He's dead. It looks like he's KO'd. Looks like Satan has won. Joke's on them. Three days later, rises from the dead. Death now has no sting. Our salvation lies in him. They're not looking at these context clues. And again, Jesus knows what he's doing. He knows exactly how this thing's going to play out. He is God. So here he is in this. And he says, my father is always at his work to this very day. And I too am working. Like he just mic drops them. He's just blowing away their expectations. Last time I was uh, in San Francisco, it was before the pandemic. I was on one of these mission trips and we had a break. We had this break from where we were serving. So we we're like, oh, let's like walk down to this beach that was nearby, um, you know, that was like in this little bay. And so there's all these kids playing and stuff like that. Well, let's just play some hacky sack on the beach. And so we're playing hacky sack. And it was just really interesting because there was uh, this group of, you know, Jewish people really orthodox Jewish people that were running around with their kids on the beach. And so I, I strike up a conversation with them and we're talking about this word in the old Testament that means love hesed. And it's like this action based love and, and you know, it's, it's love in practice. And so I'm talking about him because there's been whole panels discussing this stuff and everything. So I'm like, from a Jewish perspective, what is hesed? And he's giving me examples through scripture and he's telling me it's loving kindness. That's what hesed means. And, and uh, you know, and so, we're kind of going through it and it was just an interesting conversation. But as, as we were talking about these things, I just realized something that there was such the system to his religion that it was sucking the, just the, the joy of knowing God out of it. Obviously he needs to come to the person of Christ needs to be freed from his sin that he's been working and trying to atone his own sins himself. And that that's never going to work. And that's the pressure that he's feeling. But because of this, system there's no freedom there again he's trapped in this own way of thinking that when jesus shows up or you can see the providence of god or whatever the case may be in his own life he's not finding any joy in it because he doesn't have this faith doesn't have this faith in jesus it was really quite interesting and an eye-opening you know experience we only got to talk for a few minutes before he left but it was just a fascinating, a fascinating little conversation that I was able to have. Well, we're about out of time. It's been an interesting week in John chapter five, covered a lot of ground, but let's just know that, that Jesus is our Lord, that he is who he said he is. Let us come to him, find our freedom out of sin in our obedience to Christ. Fall more in love with him. Thanks for listening. This has been Life Points, a ministry of Cloverdale Church of God. God bless you. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 
3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.